Welcome, everybody, once again to the magic table. We have no idea what we're doing anymore. Or if anyone even listens anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't given anybody anything in a year, so that's uh, uh, fair. But uh, yeah, we're back. We are in our new bedroom and decided to just record an audio. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. A lot's changed since the last time we sat down to uh, do this. We've moved across the country from Chicago to uh, Fort Worth. We've both changed our jobs. Our kids have changed schools twice, basically. And um, life looks very different. New church, new everything. That is true. So I think uh, what we wanted to do is just sort of sit down and talk about the last year, uh, sort of for our sakes to process. And then hopefully it's good for you to hear sort of what this experience has been like. Yeah. Also, I listened to our old Advent um, episode because it popped up on my (laughs) Facebook memories. And I learned a lot from myself listening to that. And so... This does feel a little self-indulgent of like, this is for us to remember what the last year has been, because I think we won't remember. Yeah, it's like a journal. Yeah, except we just... Do- <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> except we talk about our journal and then we post it on the internet. Yeah. It's totally normal. Totally normal. That's great. Um, okay. So I don't even know how to get this started, really. Um, Yeah. Do you want to start kind of at a high level of what the last year has been like for you? Like, can you, we, I'm getting better at naming emotions. Do you want to name a few emotions that come to mind over the last year or? Oh gosh. Um, You know, all the emotions. I know like six or seven. So. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all had. A myriad of emotions. Okay, here the whole how about this time. What okay, what has been the biggest surprise to you? Like what did you not expect? Uh as we were sort of getting ready to move, like and thinking about this year, what has surprised you? This is gonna be a terrible answer. Okay. I think that we knew it would be hard to like pack up our entire life and leave our beloved community, but like it was real hard. Yeah. Um, and so I think to have done a year kind of without community, really outside of my parents. <laughs> Your family. My family. Um, yeah. It, it's just been, it's been way harder um, than I imagined. I knew it would be challenging. The depth of that challenge, I just didn't. And, and like, rightly so, right? We moved where we were from, where we were comfortable, where we were known, where we had community and basically like changed everything in our lives outside of like remaining a family of five. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, And I'd probably uh, agree with that. And I would say that this has been probably the loneliest year of my entire life. Yes. Yeah. Probably one of the hardest. I would say yes. It's hard to remember like adoption years waiting. Those years were different hard. But yeah, it's been a really, it's been a challenging experience. 
And I like, I think I didn't think through like, Hey, it's going to be really lonely. And like how much I do love being around people and how little of that we got to do. I mean, even the magic table, the whole point of the magic table is that there's other people there, <laughs> you know, right? Like it's your not really table, a table is way less magic when it's just <laughs> your family of five and my parents again being like, Hey guys, <laughs> what's up? We call them our besties. Uh, so but it was it was great to I mean have have them you know it could have been so much more lonely you know um, okay what has surprised you then in a good way what's been most surprising like from a positive perspective I mean I think watching how resilient our kids are mm. has been truly incredible um. I also think like my job and like the community that that created for me. I mean, I guess we've like never really talked about like how that all went down, but yeah. basically like on a, I was casually looking at jobs in Texas, found this posting on a Friday as we were heading into Sabbath. I, sat on it for 24 hours, decided that I wanted to apply, thinking in no reality would they need another, like, a social worker from out of state. Um, there are plenty of social workers in Texas. And so I really applied for my job as, like, practice to, like, practice interviewing and had a terrible interview in like just technology wise it was over zoom they didn't have a connection like we couldn't speak all of the <laughs> questions were like typed in the chat box and i looked at you know three black squares and my boss who was the only person who could stay on camera without losing internet and just like i think applied on a whim was shocked to get the job and then that kind of moved up a, a timeline that we had been talking about. And so, I don't know. I think to jump into something that you literally have no idea about and you did a 30-minute interview that you didn't even think would go anywhere and you didn't really ask all the good questions because you were like, mm, just practicing. Um, yeah, great community. Um at my job and it's been something that I mean I'm pretty I feel like I'm seasoned in my field and it's been an incredible opportunity to learn and grow a lot um and so that's been a really awesome surprise yeah it's a good it's a good answer um yeah I mean speaking of uh surprising jobs uh <laughs> <laughs> I you win. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very, very random. I applied for a job I found on LinkedIn on a whim because I wasn't sure that uh, just applying at random church jobs was going to be the best way to uh, go about things. You know, just not knowing culture. I applied at a place called Charter Up and got a job doing sales. And I think the, the most surprising thing to me about this year, as I'm kind of thinking back over it, is just the ways in which I saw God's provision mm -hmm. over this last year, you know, um, 
yeah, just even getting the job to begin with, you know, was was a great provision. Uh, there were some hard times uh, in the new job, just getting used to like not ever seeing people working remotely. Uh, I was working weekends when we started and just like so many times of crying out and like being lonely and struggling with where I was at in the job and God just sort of like providing over and over again in ways that I never could have uh, expected to where I'm like at a place where it's like, yeah, really enjoyable job. It's not ministry and it's not teaching and it's not being in front of people like I used to be, but it's, uh, it's good in it's in its ways. And I'm learning a lot as well. So just seeing God's provision. And I think even more than like, even the job thing, like God's provision of a church, like was just mind blowing. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So like finding a church is hard. And the reality is we had not. To be fair, we only went to two. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say is we went to a church. I mean, I think. And then when we stopped going to that church because we moved, I think we only visited like two other churches before Life Church. One we left in the middle of and one no, I you tried to leave no, in the middle of it. We left one in the middle of it. Yeah. You tried to leave and we were sitting up front and I told you we couldn't leave. I know because we people were there. <laughs> Different church. <laughs> okay. We did leave. We left another church in the middle of the service. Yeah. It was a plant of the church we had been attending. Oh, uh, okay. Right there off of yeah. 88. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I didn't realize we left in the middle. Of we that did. Service. It was oh. terrible. Um, Wow, that's pretty. And so, like, we hadn't done the church shopping thing before. I think also having been in ministry, um, I won't speak for you. I was super judgy about how people chose to look for churches. (laughs) Shocking. It's real hard. And I shouldn't have been judgy. Um, And so, I mean, it took us a while to even go back to church. And our kids were kind of like, hey, remember how we used to go to church? And we we're like, I guess we should do that again. And to be fair, I was working weekends, so we couldn't go to church. That is for true. A long time. And ugh, taking three kids to church by yourself is not cool. Yeah. But we found a church that was pretty convenient. We had some loose connections there. You could see familiar faces. And really, I think that's what we needed. Um, And they were really, really gracious to us. We kind of went through the process of starting to become members and weren't sure that it was a fit. And, you know, met with one of the pastors who said, that's fine. Like, take your time. If, If you just need to, like, be here to, like, figure out what life in Texas looks like be here and while we ultimately did not decide to stay at that place it was really nice to just be at a place that allowed us to be Mm. and so once we kind of realized like oh this isn't gonna be our church home the thought of church shopping again felt overwhelming and curry had some thoughts about what kind of church he wanted. He wanted to attend a diverse community. And um, I didn't believe that that could exist where we (laughs) are living. 
And lo and behold, it does. And so we have become a part of a beautiful, diverse community that just feels like home. And um, I think we felt that, but to have our kids tell us like, this feels good. We like it here is kind of a dream as parents, Uh, especially uh, the longer we attended the previous church, our kids became more and more vocal that it was not their fit and not where they wanted to be. And so um, we wanted to honor that. And so I think, yeah, we're almost a year in and feeling like, oh, we are starting to develop community. And I think I underestimated how hard that would be just yeah. having done so much life with our life church family and people who knew our stories and we'd done ministry alongside one another. You know, they walked our adoption journey with us. They, you know, held our babies at the hospital, all of the things. Um, it's really hard to show up at a place where nobody knows your stories and nobody knows your history. And yeah, so we are slowly finding our footing and feeling more connected at that place. Yeah. And it's taken a year. I mean, I think early on your mom shared a podcast from somebody else uh, that had talked about a move and how it took them a year. And that was like, And what's really annoying is when I was in uh, group practice, I would always talk to people about any major transition takes about a year to feel settled. And it was really annoying when Curry would remind me that I used to always tell people that it took a year and I'd be like, don't give me my own therapy advice. Um, But the reality is, I mean, we were sitting at lunch Saturday, yesterday, but just talking about, oh, this feels like home. We have our rhythms and routines and our place where we have Sabbath lunch. And yeah, it's almost been a year and it really has taken that whole time to feel like yeah, that this is where we're supposed to be or that this is even feels comfortable. Right. I think, I feel like you just skipped over that whole Sabbath lunch thing a little too quickly though. I mean, talk about a part of God's provision in like kind of a crazy way. Like we had two brothers back in Illinois, which was our spot where we went to lunch every Sabbath, which was an important part of life. Right. And like a centering part of life. And Also, I think like we joked about how much we adored Tony, our waiter, but just what a staple he was like in our routine. And so we've found that here and we (laughs) it's a much smaller staff and we're on a first name basis with everyone there and we go every week and it has been a really sweet provision of, I mean, I think really dizzy, (laughs) 
Dizzy Lucy's is like the most stable thing <laughs> that we've done, like outside of my family. Um, yeah. And so I think just to have those rhythms that like are grounding to us as a family have been really, really helpful. And so, yeah, we do have people at yeah. a, another restaurant and it's beautiful. When you think church shopping's hard, Try uh, Sabbath lunch spot shopping. That, that my friends, is tough. We tried Way a Way harder than we thought it would be to find a <laughs> restaurant to eat lunch at consistently. Um, and we just happened upon this place. I mean, it was like happenstance, you know, that we like, hey, we should, we were going to a different restaurant. And we're like, hey, let's just try this place out. And like, I think we all sat down and like knew. Yeah. I know it's such a weird thing to like. <laughs> it is such a weird thing and we're totally weird and it means a lot to us. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of the f- like, I mean, and I feel like it's so Christianese to talk about God's provision and yet like all the ways God has shown up. I was just thinking about Miss Logan and just like Blythe's choir teacher when she showed up. Um, had moved here with her family a few year- years ago from Warrenville. And so she mind boggling. She knew Blythe's choir director. Her daughters had been in the same, had gone to the same middle school that Blythe did. And there are so many of those stories of God just like paving a way for us. And I think sometimes what's hard about that is there are a lot of other ways I would have liked God to pave a way. Mm. And he does things in his way, not in the way that I want. And um, I think a lot of this year has just been kind of practicing the discipline of acknowledging God and his faithfulness, even when things feel bleak or hard. And I think that has been a really growing practice for me of just acknowledging like, ugh, like I know that God is good and I wish that this was playing out in a different way. And he is still faithful, even though it's not working out the way that I had hoped. Yeah. It never looks like you think it will. Right. Ever. If there's anything that I've learned over these years, it's never going to look like you think it will. But if we were never in the position of needing God's provision, we would never receive God's provision. True. Right. Yeah. I think early on at the, our new church, the well in Keller. So if anybody's in DFW, come check it out. It's amazing. Uh, (laughs) But uh, one of the first weeks we were at the well, we sang this song and it, you know, I think I always, you always think of sort of the mountaintops being the highs, you know, and the valleys sort of being the lows. And there's language in the, in scriptures about that, but there was a song and it was talking about being in the valley, but like being sheltered by God in the valley. Like, so taking like even the, the, the depths of the valley is um, a place where you can see how God is like working even in that. And that was like a really profound, it's not like there's highs and when we're on the high, God is there and moving and doing good things. And when we're in the valley, God's just like not present. It's that like, 
what is God doing in this like valley? You know, and where is his provision in this valley? And how is he maybe protecting you in ways you have no idea, you know, about? And I think there's been a lot of that for our family this year, you know, experiencing those those valleys um, and just seeing God move, being kind of, I think being needy is a good thing, honestly. Yeah. And we've been pretty stinking needy uh, this year. Yes. Yeah. So let, let's talk community. Can we talk community? Sure. Well, uh, and here's, here's my thoughts behind this. Like we came from a place that taught us everything we know about community, honestly. Right. And life yeah. church. Yeah. Like that was why we were where we were for so long. Yeah, just coming from a place of like of of deep community where we had invested years. I think on that uh, Advent episode, which I'll link in this the show notes, I had talked about how you can't be in community for like even two, three, five, seven years and have like real tr- true community with people. Like it takes a long time to develop community, and now we found ourselves leaving all that behind, which was, I mean, the whole point of the mad, like the whole point of our lives were oriented around community. Right. Yeah. And to leave the people we love because of God's call, I think in our lives and, uh, go where there was no community and be pretty desperate for that. And to now be getting back into it. Like, I just, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of freaking lonely people out there. That's super interesting. Cause what I was thinking as you were talking about this is just our, right. Like we're all shaped by our experiences. And so I interact with humans differently, even at church, because I have forgotten what it's like to be an outsider. Right. It had been such a long time since I was an outsider and I, I think I had forgotten how that feels Hmm. and, you know, moving here has been such a reminder of just, right, we, we often talk about our experience shapes us. It gives us different lenses and I will welcome people differently from now until the rest of my life because being an outsider sucks. Yeah. And I also don't want this journey to be lost on us. While it's been really hard, I think we have learned a lot about ourselves and each other and our kiddos and we are stronger for it and I don't want any of our hardship and heartache to be lost on me Yeah. and my hope and my prayer is that I remember these feelings I because now even we don't have that deep community 
But I feel really known and cared for when I show up at church. Yeah. And in small group and and small group. And yeah. it is a sweet and precious place. And I now find myself holding the tension of I want to be fully present here and engage with these people who I'm starting to know and starting to build relationships with kind of holding that tension with that. And who, who is new here? Who needs to be asked what their name is and hear their story? Because that wasn't that long ago that we were those people. A hundred percent. I'm the weird dude at church now. Like anybody that's sort of standing by themselves and like, hey, I'm going to talk to you. You know what I mean? And like, it, it just has a new urgency that it didn't have before. Because being that person, like hoping someone would come talk to you is like a really hard feeling. And to like keep showing up over and over, like at, at everywhere we've been in the last year, to yeah. keep showing up at places where you don't know if somebody is going to see you. It's kind of, is a hard thing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's making me even think about like, you forget, like our kids had only gone to one elementary school. We knew so many families there. Like every event that you showed up to, you just knew people. Now we show up to things and I'm like, I've never seen any of these people in my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> and And our kids are like at three different schools and it makes it so complicated and just, yeah, just being like all, all that we knew, all that was comfortable has gone away and we are literally rebuilding and it has given me grace and compassion for the people who I know have done this before us. And gives me a mindfulness of how to love people well moving forward. Yeah. And I think you talked about how experience shapes us. Community also shapes us significantly. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking about like, who do you, like, who do you want to be, right? Surround yourself with those people. Like, I want to be around a people who like really love Jesus and it shows by the way that they carry themselves, the way that they worship, the way that they do life. Like I want to be, that's who I want to be. So I'm going to surround myself with those people, you know? And I think the isolation uh, that so many people in our day and age live in the like utter isolation. What is that shaping you to be? You know what I mean? Like self-consumed, uh, I I mean, lonely, like, like struggling. And I just think there's, there's so many people that just need people, you know, and, and need to know that they're loved. And like, I, so I think God's provision is, is giving us a, a community of, of, of the sort of people that we want to be, you know, and it's not perfect. It's never perfect, you know, and the expectation isn't that it should be perfect, uh, but they're, that we're all willing to sort of, I don't know, like figure this thing out together. Yeah. And I think that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I also, uh, uh, another thought that just sort of, I, I keep ruminating on is, is that like, I think for me in Illinois for like a long time and just, we were, we were in such good community for such a long time. It just felt like nothing would ever change. You know, it kind of felt like 
this is just how it was going to be forever. And then everything changed. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's mind boggling me to think about like how quickly things can happen, how quickly changes can happen in our, in our lives, you know? And like, I, I don't know it like even now I, I find myself back in that thinking like, uh, this is how it's going to be forever, you know? And like, it, it, it's not, you know, I mean, things could change really quickly and God usually works in those ways, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I, I guess just the, how fast everything happened and like how we've already reached a year is just sort of like incomprehensible to me. And like, if you had told me, I mean, we're, we're almost at a year, like to the, to the week, like we moved to the first of, you know, or the, the first of the year, like new year's day, we rolled into, to Fort Worth and like, we're rolling up on that, that time right now. If you told me a year ago, we'd be here. I would have never believed it. Not for a second. You know, it felt like there was never going to be sort of sanity in our lives. There was never going to, it was never going to come back to like feeling normal. And I think we sat down literally on Saturday this week and we were both like, this feels normal. And what grace that is to like feel normal. Yeah. So to recap, (laughs) everything sucked for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> things are getting better though you know uh i no, i mean yeah i think there were i have never cried so much in my life as i did this year <laughs> which is is part of me getting emotionally healthy thank you to my spiritual director and to you jj for making me feel emotions which are inefficient and dumb <laughs> Uh, how do you you really feel (laughs) so so part of that's me feeling my feelings but part of that's just it was it was hard yeah and there is no bow wrapped up on this this is an this is a story right it's ongoing this isn't like everything's perfect um that everything's worked out for the good we're just like we're still in the middle of like turmoil with careers and like like we're still in the midst of all sorts of turmoil but god is good right i mean like right and i think right hindsight is 2020 and so you can look back i mean we've said right pandemic sucked pandemic life super super sucked and it solidified us as a a family of five and like we were confident that we could do this move because of the lessons we learned as a family in the pandemic. Like, do I wish that we could have learned those things without like <laughs> those couple of years of life that were terrible? And I guess technically pandemic is like still people are still getting COVID. Yeah. But like even things like, I got my job because of experience that happened years ago and that God is writing our stories and there are parts of like, and I do not want to be like, Jesus makes everything good because it doesn't always feel that way. And I feel like we're able to stand where we are now 
and see how God has been orchestrating so many things Mm. for us to be at this place. And it doesn't mean that it's perfect and settled and we are whole. And we still see God's faithfulness to our family. And so I think, right, life is like holding these tensions of things that do not make sense, I think, sometimes. And... Things rarely make sense. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, And I think we're a year in and it feels a bit like we're on the other side. And like even that feels good. Like we know it's not settled. It isn't wrapped up in a bow. And yet a year feels significant. Yeah. Agreed. And just to give uh, people who may have listened to like every episode or a few of our episodes, we are the same people we used to be a year ago because every single person in our household is in therapy. So just just so you know, everybody's in therapy. It's very important. My kids are totally advocates. So go get some therapy. You know, I mean, I feel like that's the moral of the story, right? It is big transitions. You need therapy. You need therapy. So, uh, so nothing's changed and uh, everything's Nothing changed. changed. Yeah. At the same time. So, any profound like sort of closing thoughts? I mean, no, not profound at all. And <laughs> just thinking, like, doing big life altering things is scary, and following God's call is scary and he (laughs) and he provides yeah i i mean this you know this year has kicked our butts and it was the right thing to do for our family yeah and it's what we needed to do yeah and i'm glad we did it so be encouraged you can do hard things (laughs) you can uproot your entire lives and It's crazy. But I mean, I just think God sees his children and he meets their needs. And so often it is not in the way that we would choose for God to meet our needs. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I guess with that, uh, we did an episode. Guys, I like made it. That's one little tear falling down. Uh, You were you were almost there a couple of times, but I didn't cry until the very end. (laughs) So marker calendars. This is a monumental day. (laughs) JJ, we're trying to make people think nothing's changed. If you don't cry. (laughs) What is this? Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I was talking to our pastor today and just started sobbing. (laughs) It's totally normal. It's who who she is. That's who I am. Um, So I guess. I haven't posted in over a year, so usually I say, like, follow me on social media, but I don't do any of that anymore. So you can still follow. I'll post this episode and we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, yeah. No no promises as to what happens from here, but we'll try to do some of these. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time at the Magic Table. <laughs>